you're asking the right person, Al. I do remember. I do remember it. And it was our friend Cam Lewis. Oh. Started putting that out there. Cam, Cam Lewis. Cam Lewis. There you go. Cam Lewis. And a good man, too. You know? A fine man, a funny man, a clever guy. And that joke's just, we've gotten a lot of mileage out of it. I'll tell you that much. What I find interesting is somebody will say it, and then there'll be people who have never heard it before, and they are as angry <laughs> as the first day it came out. It is the gift that keeps on giving. It just it never goes away, too. And it's, it's always fun to watch it get new life. And anytime the Oilers play the Jets and we make the jokes about the long bus ride or flying into Fargo, North Dakota, and having to bop over the border or maybe <laughs> even flying into Brandon, there, we've had a lot of fun with it over the years, and it never gets old. And, you know, I'm just hoping that one day soon that the Winnipeg, the, the fine city of Winnipeg, the people deserve an airport. They damn right they do. I feel like do. it's inappropriate that they don't have one. So I, I'm hoping that soon, soon, the fine folks of Winnipeg will finally get air travel. Now, not to cast aspersions on Mr. Lewis, because I like him very much, but would you say that as a career highlight for him? I would. I would <laughs> how could he beat it? How could he ever beat a joke like that? You know, I remember, I think back to the first time that ever popped up on the news. CTV ran with our joke and they kind of took it a little too seriously, made a bunch (laughs) of graphics. That was probably Cam's crowning moment right there is when it was actually, it was actually on CTV news during the sports telecast. It was when the Oilers actually started the season over in Europe. And they made a whole big graphic about how they had to come all the way back and then bob down to Fargo, North Dakota, and take the bus into Winnipeg. It was outstanding. We, we play that clip often at Nation HQ because it's such a masterpiece. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, let's talk about the game. Several possible highlights. What was your, what, what's your takeaway from the game, and what did you enjoy the most? As the president and CEO of the Ryan Newton Hopkins fan club, the back check. Man. So good. The back check. You know, he, he went past two of his teammates. He was on his horse. He made the play, stole it. That arguably could have saved the game. You know, and maybe Stu stops it. And Stu Skinner's a fine goal, and he probably would have. But that back check was incredible. And I keep thinking about it over and over and over again. It was one of those sneaky good plays by Nugent Hopkins where he didn't get a point for it anywhere. But anybody that saw it really appreciated the effort on that play. So that was one of the ones that really, really sticks out to me. It wasn't necessarily, it wasn't the Heinemann's two goals or McDavid ending it in OT. It was one of those moments where it got us to overtime. And I just thought it was a huge moment, a great back check, and a great piece of defense from Ryan Newton Hawkins. Yeah, and he's just so, like, cash about it. I don't know what the hell Thomas was doing because he's a great player, but he clearly, and that's the thing about Nuge. I think it's because he's around horses a lot. He knows how to not spook anything, you know, and he definitely had Thomas convinced there was nobody coming. Stealthy. It was a stealthy steal. I I thought that, I think that Thomas thought he was long gone with enough time to make a sandwich, but uh, R&H made made sure that that was not the case. Yeah, it's good stuff. Okay. And also, just the other one, too, is just how can I not appreciate Zach Hyman getting 40 goals on the season? Beautiful. His career high before he came to Edmonton was 41 points with the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's going to pass that in goals alone this year. So if we're looking for moments, you have to give Zach Hyman a bunch of love. He's got eight goals in his last six games. The guy's playing some fantastic hockey. Everybody's talking about how they're all coming from about three, four feet in front of the net, but those are just as beautiful to me. We love Ryan Smith in this city, and he made a career – in that spot on the ice, and to see Zach Hyman pick up the torch has been wonderful to watch. Back Nelk, our guest on the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. Um, okay, let's talk a little bit about Chris Tanev. 
I know a lot of Oilers fans thought he was the only guy out there, and maybe they do check down and get a lesser number seven right-hand defenseman and go with Cody Ceci. What are your thoughts on the Oilers' next step in terms of trying to procure or going after a defenseman? It seems like the next logical target or the next one that everybody's talking about is Alex Carrier, isn't it? It he's is. a he's a right he's a right hand defenseman. He can move the puck well. He seems to prevent zone entries reasonably well, based on what I'm seeing on the on things like Nat Statrick. Like, there's a player to like. My biggest question is why would um, why why would Nashville necessarily want to trade him outside of the fact that he's got an expiring contract? But to me, that just seems like the next fit. I walked into Nation HQ today, and then the first thing Tyler Uremchuk says to me he goes. Alex Carrier next? Is that who we're chasing? And it kind of seems like that's the next best, best option at, at uh, right-hand D. But I'm also curious because we're still, you know, just over a week out. What names are going to shake loose that maybe we yeah. didn't think about yet? You know? Because I still think that there's some teams hanging on to the idea of a playoff push, even whether or not they're actually in the mix for one. And I wonder if that means some other names are going to shake loose that maybe we haven't heard yet. And that's a great point. And I, I recall, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Eckholm's name didn't show up until late, late, late in the proceedings. It was quite That's right. far into the process, and then he finally was traded. Now he's traded well before the deadline, but his name didn't come up until he was basically gone. Uh, what are your thoughts on, because I, you know, we've heard Jason Greger talk about Nick Dowd. Adam Henrique is a center who's out there. We're all focused on the wingers, the Gensels, the Tarashenkos, the the, uh, the Um What about a guy like Adam Henrique? He's been rumored to the Oilers. If they brought him in, he could be a third-line center, but you know what they did a year ago uh, with Bukestad? He ended up playing right wing at times. So is there? does it matter if the guy can play center, or do you just want a winger who's a pure right-shot winger? Well, if it was up to me, I would, I would have a team of nothing but centers if, if, if I, it was up to me. You know, I think of, like, the classic team Canada's when they go to the Olympics. Every player that they bring on the roster, more or less, is a centerman that's moved over to the wing or playing their natural position. So I love the idea of a multi-tool athlete. So if you can bring in a guy like Adam Henrique and he can play at center and you can strengthen your depth down the middle, I love that. But then if you, you give Nobby some options where he moves over to the wing and maybe he provides some offense on the wing that maybe we didn't expect, I love that too. But the option is there because he can play both positions. So if it was up to me, I would choose the centerman every time. And I also wonder if you think about the Anaheim Ducks, is there an opportunity to make a bigger trade where it's Adam Henrique and then maybe you could also get Sam Carrick. It would have to be a bigger deal. More pieces would have to be going out to make the money work. Maybe third team's coming in. But if you could get those two as an example, all of a sudden your depth down the middle is very, very strong. And then you've got an opportunity to do something really, really special and give uh, Chris Knobloch some options on how he puts his line combinations together. But to answer the question specifically, I'd love more center depth always would, always will. And, and I think that Adam Henrique, he's having a fine season in Anaheim for the most part. Uh, hasn't played a whole lot of games in the playoffs, which I found interesting. The biggest run he had was back in 2011 uh, with the New Jersey Devils. I was surprised to read that the other day. So, you know, he'd probably be itching to go and ready to go for some playoff action. And I think he'd be super excited to come to a team like the Oilers too. Well, and it's a great opportunity. The one thing that, you know, everybody says like Tarasenko will wave for a chance to win the Stanley Cup. Well, that's Edmonton. Edmonton might end up with him because they're, like, legit. Um, what's the, Is the biggest name now uh, Hannafin, like, or is it still Gensel? 
it, I guess it depends on the, what the team needs, right? Because I think that both of those guys are going to be very, very good players for whoever picks them up in completely different ways. Noah Hannafin's having a strong season down in Calgary. Jake Gensel's a former 40-goal man. Anybody wants to add that down the stretch. So I think it really depends on team needs. Like, as an example, money aside, if we were just putting that aside, I would prefer to have Jake Gensel on this team just because of Noah Hannafin's the left-handed defenseman. So that would be my preference. But I think you're going to get a different answer from every kind of fan base depending on what their team needs are. But mm-hmm. those two are, to me, the front, uh, the best trade chips available for their respective clubs at the time. You know, Lindholm was already off the board. Tanov off last night. I'm just hoping we save some trades for deadline day. <laughs> me too. Uh, and, and it's... You know, we always talk about restrict or unrestricted free agents, and yet, you know, a year ago it was Ekholm who had term on his contract. I'm going to ask you this name, and I like I know your answer, but I just want you to mull about it and think about it and tell me what your reaction would be. Adam Larson has been mentioned a lot. I know he's not coming here. I get it, but is that about as perfect a, a solution as Ken Holland could find if he were available? Oh, I'd love it. I, I'd love Lars back. I, I love the way he plays. He's rough. He's tough. He's hard to play against. He suppresses shots. He's physical. He's everything you want in that kind of defenseman. Now, a few weeks back on this segment, Al, you asked overall who would be my ideal player to bring into the Oilers for this playoff push, and I said Jason Smith. Well, we can't have Jason Smith, but Adam Larson is kind of a similar in the sense that he's not easy to play against. He defends well. Maybe the boots aren't where we'd like it to be, but Overall, he's a smart enough player to kind of get around that. He would be so great. I'd love to have Adam Larson back. Um, understanding that, you know, his own personal history probably prevents that from being a possibility. But, man, that would be a great fit. Yeah, I totally would. All right. You stay out of trouble. Uh, how's how's the dog? Everything going okay? Getting outside because it's a lot of snow. Uh, how's that going? Yeah. Loves the snow. He's a big, big fan of the snow. Jumps around like a gazelle. Very cute to watch. Love watching it. But his problem is he's a short-haired dog, right? So he's a, yeah. little, bit of a, a little bit of a baby to the cold. And I understand it. I understand it. Sometimes when he's got to go outside and does, do his business, he does in and out in record time. So he had a big win last night for Frank's Tech, so he's feeling great today. Well, And you say he's a gazelle. You also are a gazelle. You must be fun at the dog park. I like to think so. I like yeah. to think so. We go on a lot of cruises, he and I. So I'm actually looking forward to the weather warming up a little bit and spending more outside, uh, more time outside with the dog. And as I know, you are as oh, well. Oh, man, can't wait. All right, thank you, sir. Have a good one. Thanks, Al. All right.